Welcome to Cottonmouth Manchester, a podcast brought to you by Cityco, the city centre management company for Manchester and Salford. I'm Vaughan Allen from Cityco, and today I'm talking to Richard Tucker, the European MD of Lisa Mattresses. It's a bit of a departure where we explore how companies can both make a profit and make a difference. Lisa and an American company who started talking to us a month or so before Christmas about their social pledges, particularly with regard to the homeless and to rough sleeping. Richard, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good morning. Can you start with uh, a little bit of background about the company, Lisa? How, how, did, you, how did you start? Um, how did you get to Europe? What, what do you do? Yeah, well, it's a very good question. So we're based in, in the United States, in Virginia, um, actually at Virginia Beach, which is about three hours south of Washington. Uh, beautiful, beautiful part of the world. Uh, we're founded, we were founded three years ago by a guy called David Wolf, who um, is a Mancunian, in fact. He's, he's from Cheadle. Uh, he's also... Um, is he a dis- red or a blue? Well, I, I should probably plead the fifth on that, as they say over there. <laughs> he's, a, he's a blue. Uh, he's actually, I think, a season ticket holder at the Etihad. Um, comes over for about four or five matches a season. Um, the bigger ones, the derbies and so on. So he'll be um, here in a couple of weeks, he, actually, he, I believe before. he will. I believe he will, yes, coincidentally. Um, but uh, he, he's, um, yeah, originally from, from Cheadle. Uh, and uh, grew up around here. His family, some of his family are still, still based in Manchester. Um, and, but he is a prototype uh, entrepreneur. He's a typical entrepreneur. He's had several businesses, uh, most of them successful, uh, not all. Uh, this one, he was talking to a friend of his over in Virginia called Jamie Diamondstein, who ran his family mattress company, had done that for about 30 years, and is uh, as close as you can come to a mattress nerd. Uh, he literally has pieces of, of foam and mattress in his in his garage, as other people have cars and bikes. Um, both extremely nice people, I should say. Anyway, they they were they got together over a dinner, and um, were looking. Jamie was looking for the next thing in the mattress industry, um, and uh, the ability to. Um, with with foam and also with some hybrid spring and foam mattresses now. Uh, to be able to compress them with, a, with an extraordinary machine with, with fantastic power, which presses all of the air out of the mattress, uh, enables you to essentially vacuum pack the mattress, roll it, put it in a box, and deliver it. Um, so immediately um, solving some of the problems when you anyone who's ever moved a mattress into a house or a flat and humped it up three flights of stairs, uh, it's a horrendous um, and life-threatening experience for many people. Uh, this solves that problem. You can move it upstairs in a box, uh, which is only a meter high uh, by half a meter or so square. Uh, and it's still pretty heavy, but uh, so two people can easily carry it upstairs and place it on the bed. It then expands uh, to be a, a, a beautiful, um, really, really nice, luxurious, uh, 25 centimeter deep foam mattress. Um, it it uh, has, uh, in the States and also over here, has won multiple awards. I should get that in very early in, in, the, in the discussion. Uh, we were a witch best by 2016, 17, and 18, and a good housekeeping. Uh, Institute also recommends us and gave us 10 out of 10. So it's a really nice product. Um, It's been going about three years in the States, a little bit less over here. Um, But um, I I should say also, um, you know, that that, that, uh, uh, when it came to launching in Europe, there was really only one place that uh, David could come, and that was to Manchester. Um, and so that was the decision was pretty pretty easily made. Had David worked in mattresses before, or was no, this the first? No, no, he's worked in all sorts of people. But as as with all great entrepreneurs, he's um, you know it's it's less about the product and more about the uh, the, the business and and the drive to, that that it takes to to uh, to grow the business very quickly. Um, so it, it, it as I say, done remarkably well in in the US uh, for a business to go to from from within three years from zero to. 
um, uh, roughly 130 million dollars, I think, turnover, something like that, this year, um, is, is is quite an achievement. Um, he's also, and um, you know, uh, this is uh, just touching on your point about social impact and social responsibility. Jamie and he wanted to create a company which, right from the word go. Uh, I'll try not to be too American, not, not, not from the, right from the get-go, uh, wanted to be uh, a company that measured success as much by its impact on the world as by its bottom line. Um, and so they came up with the idea, um, you know, right from the beginning of saying, right, for every, every 10 that we sell to consumers, we'll donate a mattress to charities that support the homeless. Um, and that quickly then evolved into um, other charities wherever there's a, a, a residential need, um, which can be helped by... Um, by, by enabling people to have a better sleep, I guess. Um, so uh, victims of domestic abuse, um, victims of human trafficking, um, uh, and that's sort of the, the area that we, we tend to donate to. Although, frankly, I, I don't think we'd turn anyone down who, who was sort of, broadly speaking, in that area and in need of, uh, need, of, need of support in that area. We tend to work direct with charities rather than with individuals, although we have, uh, last week I was over there and we donated uh, to a family in, in Virginia Beach itself. Um, although we tend to donate to, to, to bigger charities um, so that we can, we can just make, make it work to scale. Uh, donate you know, whatever it takes, 100, 200, 300 uh, at a time. We donated uh, recently after the uh, hurricane in Houston, for example, we donated 300. In fact, we, we replaced all of the mattresses of the homeless um, shelters in Houston. There were several that were completely inundated. Um, so uh, it seemed a pretty good thing to do at the time. Uh, you talked about the business growth, and we'll, come, we'll obviously come back to um, the, the, the donations. Um, you talked about the business growth in the, in the States. Um, what about over here? Uh, yeah. What, what's the level of business? Do you sell through stores, or is this, uh, is we this don't. pure web and online? Yep. We're, we're online only, so we sell direct uh, to consumers. Uh, we also sell through Amazon, so if you want a faster delivery with Amazon Prime or something, then that, that option's always there. Uh, but uh, at the moment, we don't have any plans to sell through retail. Uh, we do in the States, uh, so we sell through a, a store chain called West Elm, uh, which is part of the Williams Sonoma Group, um, absolutely beautiful interior design store, um, and we managed, somehow David managed to persuade the, uh, the CEO there to stock only us as their mattress choice, um, which is great. <laughs> so we, uh, we're in, I think, about 70 or 80 West Elm stores in the United States, also with uh, Pottery Barn, which is, also, which is a kind of sister company of West Elm in Williams Sonoma. Uh, no plans over here yet. Uh, it's kind of looking at the retail, looking at the high street. Um, there are no really obvious candidates uh, who we could work with. Um, there, I won't mention any names, um, but uh, you know, I, I suppose we're looking for the equivalent of West Elm in, in the UK, and it's not quite here yet. And do you just manufacture in the states, or are you plans no, to manufacture we, here uh, as well? No, we're very proud to say we, we manufacture locally. So we have four, four plants in the states. Uh, and one here for, for the UK, uh, we manufacture in Glossop, so uh, okay. just up the road. Does, uh, does does create a few risks with uh, with getting snowed in and uh, getting lorries and people into the plant. And how, how many uh, people are employed there? Uh, that's not, that's like we, we outsource that to a, to a manufacturing oh, partner. Okay, okay, who I won't mention by name. So. Uh, it's the, the, the traditional home of the, uh, the well, one of the many homes of the cotton industry and various other Indeed, things absolutely, as well. Yes. So, uh, bedding was always part of that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then business in the UK, strong? Yes, it is. Uh, it's um, grew, grew at about 130% last year, so um, I won't give you the absolute numbers, but uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're roughly 15% of the, uh, the overall business. Uh, worldwide, um, but that's again we, we started quite slowly, but we're growing 
yeah, we're going really quite quickly. Uh, we've been on TV um, quite recently uh, over Christmas and, and New Year, so we're sort of t testing, our, putting our toes in the water with TV advertising, which is expensive, but but uh, expensive rocket fuel for the business, if you like. Um, you, but I suppose you've got to have the ability to then fulfil those orders, though, haven't you? We do, thing. yes, and I, I have to say, and if anyone's listening who, who, <laughs> who has waited more than two weeks for a mattress, I, I apologise sincerely. So we, we were deluged with orders. A huge amount of orders came in between Boxing Day and... Uh, uh, and the middle of January, and uh, we have now caught up with that. I'm pleased to say, but yes, that does create headaches that uh, that we couldn't and, really and foresee. Since, since setting this uh, this interview up, I can't escape on Facebook from your ads as well. Oh, good. But well, the, the way that, that sneaky listening to things yeah. that are going on elsewhere on the computer works on social media. Yeah, uh, re retargeting. It's dreadful. We we do. Um, you're, you're right. We do work with uh, Facebook pretty closely. Um, the the ability to micro target. Um, uh, yeah, for, for good and for ill, I would say, as we've seen in the United States, uh, is, is there. But certainly from a business point of view, uh, it's extraordinary how granular you can you, you can target and therefore efficient uh, people by by demographic, by region, by 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 interest in buying a mattress. Uh, if they've shown an interest in that, uh, then. Facebook will will uh, it'll, it'll move them and up for the, months uh, after they actually have as well. I would yes, assume the yes, uh, yes. We're sorry um, about that. To give you buyer remorse, <laughs> if you bought the wrong thing, you could That's have true. had this one for the That's same true. price. Well, yeah. I should I should mention just at that point that we do also offer a hundred night free trial. Uh, so if for whatever reason you don't like the mattress or you just want to return it for no reason at all, then we will send two people around and collect it. I'm always it interested with those offers, because I know, uh, like Charles Tewitt does, I think it's now six months, I think you can return a, return really? a suit. Um, maybe three, but it's yep. a very long time. Yep. You could yep. certainly trash one of their suits in, the, yes. in that time and then return it. I'm, I'm always interested, what, what is actually the take-up on an, on an offer like that? How many people oh, that's, really that's bother to return it? It's extremely confidential, but, but uh, let's say for argument's sake that about 90% of the human population do, do, do like our beds okay. and do keep them. Uh, it's remarkably little, actually. Yeah, remarkably there little. There must be a point where that you just couldn't afford to do that sort of thing, so it's always yeah. a bit of a calculated risk. I would That's true. So at the moment, it, it's fine. And um, you know, I, I, one of the one of Jamie's um, design guidelines was that, was that he doesn't think that there needs to be this 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 huge um, divergence of, of of style and 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 softness and firmness and so forth in a mattress. That actually the human body is the same. Uh, for most people, and um, therefore that our, our, our you know, the, the, the design of a mattress that will help people to sleep is fairly universal. Uh, it's quite a kind of a controversial thing because for decades, you know, people who made mattresses have said, well, you need a, you know, a really firm one if you've got a bad back or a really soft one if you're whatever. Um, but, but it seems not to be the case from the data that we, we see. Uh, it's an interesting test case. Um, uh, as I say, very few come back. Um, we get fantastic feedback, I would say, as well. As well. We don't, not universally, some people don't like it. If you don't like it, that's absolutely fine. We genuinely will we'll send people around, we'll collect it off your bed and donate that mattress to charity as well. And it's 100 nights to, to try that. And I guess you benefited from, there's been so much research um, over the last few years coming out about the importance of good sleep and sleep yes. hygiene and, and all those sort of things. And I, and I know as a, uh, as a personal trainer in my other job, <laughs> um, that, when, that when I'm talking to people about... Um, particularly building muscle. Uh, talking about their sleep regime is one of the first things I talk about, that and nutrition, yeah. before I even start talking about exercises. Um, yeah. And that seems to be a very in thing at the moment, which presumably getting a, a premium mattress or a mattress that, that, um, that has been really thought through what the, the benefits for the body, um, you, you definitely benefit from that. Uh, absolutely, yes. Um, uh, and interestingly, one of the, the, I think the way that's come into the mainstream has been through sport and elite performance. Uh, again, if you you know, think about the guys at the uh, the velodrome and uh, Olympic athletes, and their marginal gains thing. 
uh, you know, sleep has become a really important part of that, a huge part of that. We, we do actually work with, um, uh, very closely with product, um, uh, with individuals and sportsmen who, who are around the planet who, who kind of endorse our products and sleep on it. Uh, but it's a genuine endorsement. Um, interestingly, one of the first we, we started talking to was Michael Phelps, who, who and, and again, it, he needed... He must need a giant mattress, I would he, assume. Yeah, he's a big guy. He's a big guy. Uh, he's actually got four of them in his house, which is... Uh, uh, <laughs> tied together, all four uh, No, 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 no. <laughs> Laid end to end. Um, but he's, again, because for his training, I think he said he had to, to sleep like 11 or 12 hours when he's sleeping. He, he was in the pool, I think, six, six hours a day when he's in training, and then doing weights and, and all of the other stuff they have to do. Um, you know, the body has to recover from that. So, um, uh, yeah, other, uh, we, we work with the Washington Redskins over in, in, in Washington. And again, you know, all of the, the roster over there sleep on a, on a Lisa mattress. Um, they haven't had a great season, but that's, that's coincidental. Um, we also work with... a new quarterback <laughs> coming in, and that might make a difference to them. So. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ali Raisman also is, is, is a product um, uh, influencer, if you like, and a product evangelist. And again, she's been in the news recently with the, the, the uh, dreadful uh, uh, gymnastics scandal over there with the, with the doctor. Uh, she um, again got in touch with us and said, "Look, I, I sleep on Elisa anyway. Can you ship one to, to Rio? Because I want to I want to recreate the sleep in competition that I get." Yeah, I suppose when I'm that's in the worst thing. We, I mean, we talk a lot about uh, when some of my athletes go into weightlifting competitions. It's sort of this is not the time to experiment with different food. Yes. We don't necessarily think about actually. Well, you're probably staying in a travel lodge, yeah. um, and your therefore yeah. your sleep is oh, travel lodge. Actually, the mattresses uh, are uh, not other, that bad other, at all. Other brands actually. are available. Yeah, um, yes, yeah, uh, yeah other brands yeah, are available, yeah, yeah. but actually they're not that bad. But yeah. but just the fact of being very different, um, sleeping on a very different mattress, yeah. can reduce your sleep, reduce your rest, and actually yeah. make a crucial difference to your performance. Uh, absolutely right. And and again, that was a it was a very interesting case with her. She obviously won a gold medal, so so uh, that's so the best endorsement a, you can have at that point, which yeah. is, which is um, amazing. So we're sort of recreating that here, in, incidentally, locally. We're very proud to sponsor the Sail Sharks um, uh, and try and work closely with them as well. I think uh, more than half of the squad now sleep on Elisa. Uh, and uh, again, performances <laughs> picking up. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. The, talking to them, that one of the biggest problems is the away matches. So when you're playing away, how do you guarantee that good night's sleep? Um, because that is absolutely, you know, you're, you're nervous. Um, some of the less, less experienced guys are in a strange hotel, strange mattress, strange pillow. Um, you know, sort of anything you can do there to, to, to sort of improve that is a, is a major thing. We don't, we can't supply them, obviously, with mattresses for, for away matches in Exeter and Newcastle. That, sadly, we haven't. Not, not that rich. Um, they do, interestingly, talking to Mark, Mark Queto there, the director of uh, rugby, and, and, and Steve Diamond, they, they bring their own pillows, I believe, now. So they actually encourage the players to bring their own their pillows from home. So at least that is, is uh, familiar. That's, that's really interesting. Um, I, I could talk more about that, but that's actually not what we're meant to be no. talking about. So that's, <laughs> that's fine. Um, I mean, you talked about sort of from the very beginning of the company that, that level of social commitment. Um, was that... Uh, fairly generic to start with, or was it always focused on? Okay, this is mattresses, so there is an obvious place that we can donate this homeless, homeless stuff, uh, domestic um, shelters, and so on. Um, it, it's, a, it's a fairly obvious, obvious thing to mm. do, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's. It, it, I suppose it's part, part philosophical, mostly philosophical, I think, and, and, and partly, uh, partly political. I dare say, uh, in in that, um, especially in the states, if you wander around the bigger cities. Um, you know the, the the problem of homelessness is absolutely evident. It is it, it just extraordinary that uh, yes, perhaps not our place as Britons to comment too too much on 
um, uh, you know, on, on how that's come to be in the States. But um, it, it is a very, very evident problem in, in all the big cities. Um, you know, the, the safety net there is, is, has pretty big holes in it, and it's easy to fall through. Um, and uh, I think David and Jamie, you know, being, I suppose, the, the, the decent people that they are, they, they wanted, as I say, they, they wanted to create something, a business that, um, you know, that, 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 that addressed a fundamental need. They also talk um, uh, quite scarily, I suppose, about, about trying to help end bedlessness in the States. So, so wherever there is a, a need for any sort of bed, um, you know, that we can step in and provide that. Um, I think the logic there is that, that although the, 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 the obvious face of homelessness is, is the people that we see uh, you know, on the streets of Manhattan or the streets of Manchester here, um, there's also, you know, uh, th there is the problem of bedlessness in general um, and people, you know, obviously with property prices and so forth and huge um, dearth of, of, of suitable property uh, in and around cities especially um, kind of ha has created people who, who are at risk of homelessness. Um, one of the examples they gave was of um, a charity that they, they work with in, in Los Angeles. And again, one of the richest cities in the world. Um, but if you, as a, as a single mother there, if you can't provide a mattress um, for your kids, if you can't provide a cooker and a fridge for your kids, and a table and chairs to eat at, um, the children, your children can be taken into care, can be taken away from you, um, which is uh, a horrific thought. Um, so. That you know, again, of course, we can help them. Once we heard about that, we we, we galvanised some support, some of our influencers over in in, in Los Angeles, and um, made that made that donation. Um, so again, that's an example of, of 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 trying to help people who who are at risk, both of losing their family and and, and then of losing their um, you know lo losing their um, losing the the place they live. And, and I guess um, I mean you mentioned uh, the connection with. Um, Shelters um, for abused women, particularly. I guess in in those sort of situations where you're you're in an emergency and you're just trying to get out of your home and you actually have nothing. If you're taking your kids with you, um, you need something quick, smart, effectively at that point, don't you? So. I, I think that's absolutely true. Yes, um, and we we were very happy to to hear work with uh, work with the river um, um, in Manchester, who who seem to do a fantastic service. Um, what strikes me a, a lot about these businesses, these um, charities, forgive me, is, um, is, is, is that they almost work sort of hand to mouth. They do a fantastic service and stepping in where social services really can't, uh, can't operate um, efficiently and effectively. And um, they really need support. Uh, they do do great work. And a lot of them, of course, are based on, um, you know, faith. Um, uh, pe pe people of faith from all, all different faiths, so, you know, stepping in to help and, and, and help each other, help people in uh, in, in danger. Um, but they really do need our help. So where we can provide, you know, mattresses, uh, it, it's a relatively cheap thing for us to produce. We obviously have access to, to plants, as I say, up the road. You know, we, we can do that. Um, and it saves them. Then they can go and spend the money on, on, on far more important things. There, in, in the case of, um, you know, children and uh, mothers with children who have had to leave home under difficult circumstances, um, you know, they, again, they need all of those things. They need the white goods. Uh, they need uh, uh, cookers and fridges and so forth. They need tables and chairs. And also, um, uh, my understanding is that uh, although those people typically will go to the front of the queue in terms of housing need, quite rightly, um, you know, the, 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 the places that they move into once, they, once they're through the emergency uh, accommodation, the places they move into will typically not really be particularly family-friendly or children-friendly. So again, they need, you know, the resources to be able to decorate that and to put, put um, you know, 
depending on their needs, but but put children's toys and uh, and decoration and so forth to make it homely. Um, who else have you worked with locally? Who else have you done? Yeah, I think to? I think we're up to eight. I was trying to count on the way here this morning, but I think we're up to eight local charities in Manchester. I think about twenty nationwide. Um, we. Uh, had the great privilege of meeting uh, Anthony at Bettel, Anthony Parkinson, who runs the Bettel Centre out in Sale um, last year, and we, we went and donated um, mattresses to replace the existing ones there, uh, along with uh, some of the Sale Sharks players as well, turned up uh, on the doorstep. Uh, Manchester City Mission, uh, just down the road in, in Salford, again, um, an extraordinary organisation, just looking after 35 people a night um, without any judgement, um, any sense of, uh, you know, uh, you know, dwelling on the reasons that people are there, uh, if you turn up for the night, uh, unless you're extremely drunk, I think, and threatening, um, they'll find a bed for you. Uh, we work with uh, various other charities around Manchester. Mustard Tree, for example, again, slightly different different context, um, uh, moving people into sheltered housing, but I think they were our original charity partner in Manchester. Um, we uh, Shortly before Christmas, um, uh, there was a need to provide some uh, mattresses for emergency shelter up on the Rochdale Road, uh, which we were very happy to do. And um, uh, yeah, one of the, uh, uh, I had an extremely moving moment, I think, just before Christmas. I stopped to talk to a guy uh, just in, in the city centre um, a few days before Christmas and um, bought him a drink, a hot drink, I should, I should add. Um, and, uh, and, and I said that you should, it was during the really cold spell before Christmas, you're not sleeping out in this, are you? And he said, no, no, I, I know if I get to the Rochdale shelter before midnight, I'll have a bed. Um, which was a great moment, and uh, I, I tried to, get, tried to encourage yeah, I, I, him to I think get there. It, it's been interesting. I mean, we've had um, the, the last couple of weeks. We're, we're uh, just coming up to the middle of February. The last couple, week, particularly, has been very cold, and, and um, so uh, that that has actually triggered um, the principle that, that there is a space for everybody. And, yeah. and actually, what, what what then has happened, and I, th I can't remember which night it was. Um, He's, he's actually the take-up of those spaces that people uh, talked to and, and said, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll come in, we'll come in. The take-up is not that huge at that point. Part of that, when you go through, you know, there are, there are issues of people want to stay with their friends or, or, or you yeah. know, they're, they're slightly out of it or whatever. Um, but part of that is has always been, well, actually, what I'm going into in terms of the shelters or whatever is I don't really want to be there. That is yeah. an awful lot better than being out on the street, to be honest. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the things with... When people then are homeless and are rehoused, um, actually trying to make those units well decent and then provide decent furniture to them is is that next stage, and that's one of the reasons why people don't sort of take a lot of the time. Mm. They, you know, they'll, they might be found accommodation, but actually, if you've got nothing there and no furniture or very yeah. little furniture, and there's there's fewer emergency loans than there used to be, um, it's actually quite hard to stay in those circumstances. Yeah. It's just a roof. That's all it is. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's right, and, and um, you know, it's, it, it, it clearly is. Again, looking at some of the accommodation here around Manchester, but also you know, nationwide, the, the, the standard of the mattresses that they're sleeping on is pretty unpleasant. Um, I'm sure that you know they, they probably have been donated some time in the past, and uh, you know that that's great. But a lot of them are really well past their past their sell-by yeah, date. Probably donated by individuals who finished using them mm. and bought a new mattress on many yeah, occasions. Yeah, very likely, very likely. Um, so the chance to sleep on a, on a, on a decent um, you know foam mattress, a memory foam mattress, which will should enable a better good night's sleep. Um, you know, it is. I hope you know it's a chance to you know give people, I suppose, a bit more, you know, a proper night's sleep, and we'll encourage them to to go there if that if the word gets round. We hope. 
Um, are, you, are you now getting to the point where you're getting a lot of people approaching you? Is there sort of the word out about what you do? And uh, yes, yes, we do. We do. Um, we are. We have a plan, obviously, for this for this year. I can't can't divulge the number that we. Uh, that we are planning to donate because that would give away our ten uh, percent of yeah, our, well, our business. Easy to work out the sales figures, then, <laughs> isn't it? But it's in in, in the low thousands uh, to, of mattresses that we have to donate, and um, we are um, we're, we're we're planning for that again nationwide. Um, so some fantastic organisations that we that we are working with, uh, increasingly with, with with shelter, who who uh, again give us the, the chance to donate on a on a national level. Uh, the Wallach in South Wales, who, who uh, in, in the whole of Wales, I should say, who, who's the, the, the main uh, homeless charity in, in Wales, we've done a donation with them, and we're going to hopefully uh, get out the rest of their places around around Wales. Uh, and yes, plenty more places in Manchester. We're hoping uh, we're sort of discussing with uh, the mayor's office as well about supporting him with the his uh, his, his great initiative to uh, bring close to 300. People, I believe, the, the roughest sleepers, most entrenched rough sleepers, off the streets of Manchester and into housing. So we've we've offered our obviously mattresses to to support that. Um, in, interestingly, some of the, the the I suppose the most remarkable stories are, are with the charities, the smaller charities, um, because um, you know again they, they perhaps deal with uh, you know niches where um, you know where where uh, you know it, 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 traditionally there hasn't been much support. Um, so uh, the Albert Kennedy Trust, for example, is a, is a, a LBG, LBGTQ. God, help me out here. Help me more. <laughs> LGBTQ. Thank you. <laughs> plus, I think plus, actually exactly, which seems to change every every week. Um, but they again do a great a great job in supporting people who have, um, you know, who have come out and uh, typically and, and have had to leave home frequently and uh, under very difficult circumstances. Um, so again, we're, we're very pleased to be helping them in Newcastle shortly, uh, and again, hopefully further donations around the charity, uh, around the, around the country to to support that charity. So hopefully you won't get to the position where you're being totally overwhelmed by requests. Well, uh, no, we, we can just about manage the level of requests that we get at the moment. Um, uh, when, when but, the but I should say, I should add, we're also very, very happy to hear from anyone who has that I mean, need. You did say you, you try not to turn anyone away. So yeah. how do people contact you if, if um, they are interested in taking advantage? Yeah, um, so they're, they're very very welcome to get in touch with us. They can either by email or by, or by phone. But uh, our email, my email is, is richardt at lisa.com. Um, you might regret that. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Giving up a personal email. <laughs> or support, slightly more, uh, more generic, support at lisa.com. .co.uk uh, will also reach us. Okay, cool. Um, in the the US arm, you also have a dedication to um, planting trees as well. We uh, do. Uh, um, generally improving um, the environment for everybody, I, I guess. Is, is that something that you're looking to explore over here as well? Yes, it is. Uh, absolutely. So um, over there, we, we also, t uh, I suppose, a secondary uh, part of the um, uh, of our social impact mission is to is to make sure that uh, both that our supply chain is um, and the, the the entire management of the product life cycle is responsible. Um, one of the one of the great things, just to, without wishing to digress too much, is is that um, foam mattresses are completely recyclable um, and much easier to recycle than a traditional spring uh, wool uh, and so forth ma uh, mattress, which which are a nightmare to take apart. Um, so easy to recycle, which is, which is good. Um, but um, also, of course, trying to offset some of the, the uh, carbon emissions you know, involved in the process and, and, and manufacture of the, uh, of the product. Yes, we donate for every, one, we plant a tree for every 
mattress that we sell. At the moment, mattress is sold in the UK. We plant a tree in the, in the United States. Um, we, we think our understanding, our best intelligence is that it doesn't really matter where that tree is. Um, but of course, it helps, you know, it improves the urban environment and can, can, can improve the air locally. So yes, we are looking to uh, and hopefully will work with a local charity in, in the Manchester area. We, we think City of Trees, uh, we're, we're, we're yet to meet them, but we hope, uh, you know, it seems like a pretty, pretty good fit. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll do that within the next, next couple of months. Yeah, we, do, we talked to City of Trees, I think, only a couple of podcast episodes ago. Uh, and obviously, it's an incredibly ambitious target to be planting a, one tree for every individual in, well, first of all, Greater Manchester, but then the Northwest as well. Yeah. And, uh, and no, the, the reforesting will be, will be quite an interesting thing to yes. see. I think that's something that we've talked a lot around in, in the city centre um, because, you know, there is so much research and evidence that um, psychologically but also physically uh, trees can have such an impact on, on people that live in and, in and yep. amongst that area yep. and um, that we do have parkland in, uh, the, in the city of Manchester and people tend to ignore that. There's some quite large parks around the edge. Um, the city centre itself is always needing more tree life yep. uh, which would help wonderfully and, yep. and it just makes people feel better as they move around a city as well. Very, very is, much so and again I think there's quite a lot of research about, about planting trees along, along roads as well uh, that, that can actually improve the, uh, the air quality so um, yeah we'll certainly look forward to working with them um, do you find it I mean in, in terms of sort of uh, the human resource and your time and other people's time um, I mean how do you balance between the need to still be a company that's in, increasing its sales and still moving forward on, the, on that level and doing that charitable stuff because the, the charitable stuff I would think probably takes up relatively more time um, than developing the, the, the business model and, 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 yep. and selling what you, what you do. Um, is that a struggle to try and keep that balanced? It's, it is it is and it isn't. Um, it, it's uh, actually by far the most enjoyable part of the business, I would say. Um, much as we love growing, growing the business and uh, being hard-nosed capitalists, um, we, we do so enjoy that part very much. Hard-nosed capitalists but with very good sleeping patterns. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That could be our next marketing slogan. Um, in the States, I know David especially was, um, I, I think, has been overwhelmed by the response and, and is almost literally overwhelmed by requests to speak and to, 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 to do TV and, and so forth um, and, and to do donations and he tries to get out as much as he possibly can. Over there they have a full-time uh, person who uh, looks after all of our donations uh, and that's actually been in place since the, uh, since the launch of the company so again from the word go they, they, they had somebody in place to manage that, that part of the business here yet yeah, we juggle it a bit more uh, tends to we, we've got someone who spends about half their time uh, looking after donations um, uh, and then dragging myself and, and other people in the business off to, uh, off to meet these people and I guess, is it, is it something that after a while, uh, I mean, David in the States, do, when, he's, when he's doing talks, is he now starting to campaign around some of these issues as well? Because you're actually pretty well integrated and understand a lot of the issues around yeah. sleeping homelessness, uh, abuse, and some of those other things as well. Yeah, very much so. Um, uh, it's difficult not to, I think, once it touches you. You can't, I suppose you can't just cut yourself off and say, well, we just supply these mattresses and that's no, it, really. No, um, I, I think any, any, anyone with a, with, a, with a heart, once you kind of get, get under the skin of it, and meet some of the people who have been impacted by it. Once you hear their stories, um, you know, uh, David sort of phrases it as, as, you know, there but for the grace of God. You know, he, someone turned left, I turned right, uh, you know, at a particular time in their, in their life. Um, uh, and we really, you know, it's not for us to judge. Uh, it's us, uh, you know, it is our job as citizens of the country to support people who need help. Um, and 
um, yeah, it, it, it's, um, it, it, it can take over, I think is, is, is true. Uh, and we, we obviously try and stay apolitical as far as we possibly can. Um, but uh, yeah, of course, we, 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 um, I, I think one of the interesting things is, is uh, I have to say, just fringing on politics a little bit is um, you know, the, the, the power that seems to now be being divested a little bit from, from London up to uh, and Andy Burnham, for example, in Manchester, Joe Anderson in Liverpool and uh, Merseyside and so forth, um, that actually the decision-making um, uh, you know, seems to be better if it's devolved. Um, I, I hope that's true, and I know the, the, um, you know, the, the, um, the initiative to join up uh, health uh, and welfare um, and social um, funds, uh, you know, kind of to stitch that together locally and to make the right decisions locally, I think is a good initiative. But it, it feels like the right initiative, um, logically. And again, if, if that's going to be the same in, in many of the, uh, you know, in Merseyside and Greater Manchester and in, in, in Yorkshire as well, I believe, um, you know, that, that, that probably is a good thing. Certainly, um, you know, when we've worked with uh, the Wallach, for example, in Wales, having uh, a really devolved government there, and again, talking to the people who are in the front line of that, uh, of social care and looking after the homeless, uh, it's been a great benefit to them, having that power devolved to Cardiff. Um, so hopefully that, that, that will also sort of be, be, uh, be, be the case in Manchester and other, other cities. And is this uh, level of social commitment, I did a piece for... Um Business Week a couple of weeks back that, that was sort of saying there seems to be a move from what used to be CSR, which could, which some companies embrace genuinely, but some for some it was a little tokenistic probably, and, and not always necessarily relevant to the company or relevant to the people outside the company. Um, do you see uh, in in other businesses and businesses generally? Um, more of this move towards uh, a real social commitment and, 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 and having a real impact in what they do? Mm. No, that's a very good question. Uh, yes, I do. Um, uh, and CSR is, is uh, you know, has almost got a bad name, really, for, for <laughs> certainly within, within most businesses. It's something that people feel they have to do and they get dragged along and volunteered to, to turn out in a T-shirt to do whatever it is, plant some trees or... Um, I, I do, but I, I think it's twofold. I think, I, think also, I think companies themselves are starting to realise that it's, you know, that, that um, you know, they have to be good actors uh, within their communities. And I, I know that sounds pretty waffly, but I, I do sense that that's, that's happening. In the, in the US, we, um, there's a movement called the B Corp movement, a benefit corporation movement, um, uh, and we're a, we're a signed-up member of that. Uh, we are here. That covers us worldwide as well. Um, it's a great movement, uh, and you see some of the uh, a lot of high street brands are now starting to embrace that. Um, uh, you know, so this for several UK brands, Jojo Maman, Bebe, for example, on the high street is a, is, is a B Corp. Um, uh, there's several others, and my mind has gone blank immediately. But <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, so so that's definitely something that is that is uh, that is happening. I think also it's it's a reflection of changing consumer tastes as well. Um, I think you see, especially a young, uh, and again, it, it, it's a bit of a cliche, but among the millennial audience, of, they, they really want um, their brands, their products they buy uh, to come from companies who have a social conscience. Uh, and that's very much increasing, increasingly the case. Um, so, you know, it, as I said, I think it's partly that companies really want to do it and partly yeah, a response to, to consumer, changing consumer habits. I think we're moving away from that, that period where um, almost if, you, if you're a producer but you, you're outsourcing however you're doing that, you, you, you just, uh, we're moving to a, to, to a point where actually 
taking ownership of your, your entire supply chain, taking ownership of, of how you are then selling on, taking ownership of, of your, your entire sort of standards of the company um, is, is something that companies are now much more... They have to engage with it, because mm. otherwise you can get yourself into some really serious legal problems. But actually, there's a huge willingness to engage with that and to look at... I hate the word holistic, but the, the sort of your product in its holistic environment, mm. its impact uh, on society and its impact on the community. And that's something that um, so far away from that traditional view of, of a particular company is only interested in the yep. bottom line, only interested in the dividends for shareholders or, or, or whatever. Yep. Um, I mean, I think it'd be fascinating over the next 10, 15, 20 years to see how far that goes. Uh, obviously, as a, as a business organisation, um, you know, with Citico, we, we work with our members very much to... Um, and, and campaign on their behalf to sort of say, actually, businesses make a really positive difference, yep. and have the facility, particularly in a in light of a sort of post austerity climate, are pretty well the only players left in a lot of circumstances that can make a huge difference yep. to, to what goes on. Yep. Um, and I and I think that's probably not going to change. And I think, but I think you still have the possibly very negative views of, of businesses as only interested in money, only interested yep. in the bottom line. And, and I guess we we need to find a way of of changing some of that image too. Very much so. Uh, and uh, I think one of the difficult things is, is, I mean, it's all right, very well for a, a startup like us to sort of say, yeah, we're, we're going to do this and isn't that great? But but actually, it's far more difficult for a bigger established business to to sort of reverse back into that and say, actually, we should be doing that. Yeah, to do that authentically. To, to do it authentically. Oh, yeah, real, re- really authentic, genuinely authentic. <laughs> um, but there are companies who, who do, you know, who really try. I mean, Unilever famously, you know, um, have been through a whole process of trying, I think, unit by unit to become... Uh, far more socially responsible and look at, you know, this whole supply chain of, of, of um, uh, you know, shower gel and shampoo and, and so forth. And, and, and it, you know, had this extraordinary uh, moment where they thought, well, if we could encourage people to shower for, what was it, a minute less and sort of three minutes how instead of four save, minutes, yeah. think how much water that's going to save globally. And actually, we can do that by having a shower gel that washes off more quickly. Well, brilliant! You know what? What a great idea. Um, other, other examples in the UK. I know Marks and Spencers do do a fantastic job of of helping in the community, um, and uh, but but really don't talk about it. Uh, so um, you know, fair play to them. They they I know they encourage all of their. I think there's a team in every Marks and Spencers store, big Marks and Spencers store, I believe, who who are encouraged to um, help local local charities and uh, and and do so. And, and just up the road from us, obviously, we've got the co-op, and it's, very, uh, indeed, it's, it's absolutely core cool to what the co-op does. Yeah, of course, and uh, yeah, a fantastic example of, of, of I suppose, of, you know, t- basing, uh, you know, building on the 19th century. So some of the, uh, uh, I don't think they were founded by Quakers, were they? But some of the some of the Quaker, you know, founders of Cadbury's and so forth, th- they were doing this back in the 19th century. Yeah, I mean, to a certain, certain extent, it is actually going back to those ethics yeah. of, uh, which were, you know, uh, sometimes a little bit surface because you dig down to the conditions of some of the factories that were being involved but actually um, that uh, thoroughgoing philanthropy that is more than giving your money to a, an art gallery to, to buy whatever the latest painting is um, actually making sure that everybody all along the way I mean I suppose Ford for all of his uh, the many negative things about Henry Ford he from the very first point he went if I, if I pay my staff enough far more than anybody else was paying they'll be able to afford a Model T and it will all yep. loop back and yep. yeah, actually yeah. therefore you know the whole of Detroit uh, was built on on that willingness to to share your receipts that were coming in. Very much so. Very much so. Yes. And hopefully we're moving back slightly to that. Yes. 
<laughs> Which is a good place to end, I think. It is a good place to end. Uh, thank you to Richard. And we'll be talking to other companies trying to give back over the next few months. If you've got any comments or ideas for things to cover in the future, you can talk to us on Twitter at CottonmouthMCR or through email on podcasts at cityco.com. You can find us with all good and probably some dreadful podcast providers uh, or direct from the source at cityco.com slash podcasts. Please leave a review if you like what you hear. Until next time. Mm-hmm.